Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to complete talking about Revelation 18, which is speaking about America. But before we do that, I want to announce to you that we have decided that we are going to have another sevenfold miracle crusade this year. It's going to be March 27 through March 30, and I encourage you to go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up. Now, I need to tell you how this all happened. So, as I mentioned the other day, December 30th, I had my first surgery. I had a couple of surgeries when I was a baby, but I don't remember those. So, this is my first surgery that I actually had to experience. And now, I understand you're probably going to chuckle and you're going to say, oh, there's nothing to it. I've had lots of surgeries, but you have not been through the nightmares with doctors and hospitals that I have been through. And believe me, I can take an hour and talk to you about specific incidents with doctors and nurses and hospitals that, let's put it this way, I have a real good reason for having a great fear of being knocked out, of losing control, and going into a surgery. I mean, it's my nightmare. It is my big fear, or maybe I should say at this point was. So I learned something from it, and it ties into miracles. It ties into why you want to come to this Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. A very, very important question was answered as a result of that. So here's the picture. So I have the IV in me. I'm laying on the bed. I'm shaking like a leaf. They bring me the papers to sign saying, do you have a will? Uh, If something goes wrong, uh, do you want to resuscitate? If something goes wrong, do you want to allow them to have a, a blood transfusion? I mean, I'm shaking so bad. I have to take two hands to hold the pen to sign the thing. And you should see my signature. It looks like a child signed it. Uh, you, you cannot imagine. Again, this, this was my nightmare. This, this was my great fear. And about that time, the anesthetist walks in. This is the guy that I had requested call me three days before so I could have a good conversation with him to make certain that there's no problems before we go into the surgery. And he didn't call. So my first question was, why didn't you call me? And he pulled out his cell phone and he said, is this your phone number? Yes. Well, I called you last night at 914. Well, apparently I didn't get the cell phone call and I did check. And yes, he did call. So I had no further gripes on that. But again, you might say, when, when I, I'm just scared to death, this is my great nightmare, and so I'm checking everything. So I began to ask him a long list of questions. Matter of fact, when I went in to see the doctor the first time, I literally took a page of questions with me, and the doctor patiently answered all of them. But one of the big questions, and this is going to be speaking to you in just a second, and this is going to answer a really big question about miracles for you. So one of the questions, the big questions, I ask him, can you guarantee I'm going to wake up? You see, a good friend of mine back in the other business I was in before I got in the ministry called me and said, hey, man, I died. (laughs) You died? Yeah. I just went in for a minor surgery, and he said, I died on the surgery table. And I said, so what happened? Did you see anything? you hear anything? He says, no. He said, I just fell into the deepest, most wonderful sleep you can possibly imagine. I interrupted. I said, you mean a sleep so deep you'd almost get mad at someone if they woke you up? He said, yeah, it's a great sleep. See, I believe that probably most of the people, that's the way it's going to be when they die. In other words, they are not going up to heaven like Dimitri did and used with angels and going around continuing serving. For the most part, 
most Christians, I believe what will happen is they just die and they go into a wonderful deep sleep and there's probably no time involved at all, whether it's 2,000 years or two minutes. And then when the seventh trumpet sounds and Jesus returns on the clouds, along with the dead in Christ and the living in Christ, they are all resurrected and in a split second they get a glorified body. So I say, are you are you able to guarantee me that I'm going to wake up? He said, oh, no, 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 we can't guarantee anything about the surgery. And I said, well, <laughs> exactly what are you going to do? We went through all those questions. And then the doctor comes in. And among the many questions I asked him, I said, can you guarantee me that the surgery is going to be successful? Oh, no, 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 we can't guarantee. And of course, they had all of these papers I had to sign saying, you know, you might die. This is not exact science. And yes, you might not wake up. You might, <laughs> do you want to resuscitate? So in other words, it was all on me. The onus, the responsibility was all on me. So I've already told you about that night. And I said, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God. I already told you about that. But what I didn't tell you is after that, then it was also everybody was asking me, okay, do we want to do another sevenfold miracle crusade, which would be our third one this year? My wife said, now you got to tell everybody that you cannot guarantee that they're going to get a miracle. And my son, Sean, calls. He says, all right now, Dad, look, you know, are we sure we want to do one of these again? He said, because it's pretty disheartening to see people rolling in wheelchairs and people that are all tied in knots and they're expecting a miracle and they don't get one. So in my prayer closet, I'm asking the Lord and I'm saying, okay, are we sure we want to do one of these crusades? And are you going to show up with sevenfold miracle crusades this time? Or am I going to get mud on my face again? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm willing to do another crusade. I'm willing to get mud on my face for you. I'm willing to do anything I have to do. But it would be nice if you would tell me if sevenfold miracles are going to show up. All right, now, let me pause that story. Let me jump in with another one. So August the 8th, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And for the first time in my life when I was awake, I've heard the audible voice of God at night, but never when I was awake, sitting in this very chair, looking at this very monitor, I heard words and they said, this is the time of miracles. And then he continued speaking to my heart. And he says, as the judgment hits, this is important, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. I'll repeat that. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the devil shows up, I'm going to meet him. Each inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, Everything he does, I'm going to meet him. So ever since then, I have been looking for these miracles. Now, I want the miracles to appear without the judgment. But again, the audible voice of God said, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Now, if you believe that these arrests are still going to happen, if you believe that there's about to be more unrest, and if you believe that that could possibly, in the eyes of God, be called judgment on this nation, then we can look for sevenfold miracles. So now back to the prayer closet. So I'm asking the Lord, all right, so do we want to have another sevenfold miracle crusade? The anointing hits me and comes on real strong. That's a yes. Okay, then Lord, what do you want me to tell them? 
What do you want me to tell them? If you're not going to guarantee that sevenfold miracle is going to show up, if you're not going to tell me that, I mean, what here? What, just, what do you want me to tell them? And then he laid that on my heart. And he said, you tell them if they will trust a person they've never seen before, a total stranger walking into the room, willing to knock them out, if they would trust them that they're going to be able to wake them up again, if they would trust a doctor that they'd only seen once or twice to be able to do the surgery and do it correctly and that they would wake up from the surgery, if they will trust a total stranger, an anesthetist, to knock them out and to wake them up, an almost total stranger, a doctor, to cut on them and to do it correctly. If they would trust two flesh and blood people, ask them, will they trust me? Will they trust me? And if they'll trust me, then you tell them to come. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then he brought something else to my heart. See, just um, let me think. Now, I th- I just a day, I think it was the day before I went into surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The day before I went into surgery. So we had to sign the contract with Hyatt. Now, you know, you sign a contract, and this is a contract for about $100,000, and you don't fulfill that contract, and they will sue you. And this is a big corporation that has the money to sue a little pipsqueak ministry like us. So I had to take them a check, and I wrote them a check for $5,000 as required by the contract. And it was a little scary. Uh, I've learned not to write a check that won't clear, but this check was going to clear, but it would also <laughs> it would also need to have some other checks not clear in order for it to clear, I knew that I was going to have to run back, check my account real carefully the very next morning to make certain that 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 check didn't bounce. Well, next morning, my son, Sean, called and he says, hey, we just got a $5,000 anonymous donation out of Canada. Well, do you know what God's middle name is? It's anonymous. (laughs) In other words, what I believe is that because I stepped out in faith, and I decided to go ahead and have the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. I decided I'd go ahead and write a check, not knowing whether I'd get the money, not knowing how I was going to get the money to make up that $5,000 coming out of the Prophecy Club account. All of a sudden, he provides the $5,000. So here's another step. He began to speak to my heart, no audible voice again, but believe me, he can, he can communicate with that an audible voice. And he laid in my heart not to charge for the miracles, not to charge for the crusade. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to ask for your miracles to show up, and I haven't, because this is not my meeting. This is your meeting. These are your miracles. You're the miracle God, not me. So I'm not going to charge for the miracles, and that's what I believe he told me to do. So that doesn't mean that there's no cost for it, of course. It's on a donation basis. I look at it like this. He provided the $5,000 for the down payment, and I believe he'll also provide the money it costs you to come. Now, if you'll go to Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, here's what you're going to see. It'll tell you all about getting all signed up for it. And yes, we are asking two things. First of all, we're asking you to sign up for the meal package because you're not going to have time to run off to some little restaurant someplace, stand in line, and wait for your food to get back to do everything we have to do. And we have food right there. As soon as we're done with one segment, the food is set in front of you. So it's all part of the package. We do ask you to pay for the food. 
Second thing, we're also asking you to stay at the Hyatt because, again, you're not going to have time to run 15, 20 minutes down the freeway to some other hotel someplace because the time between sessions is pretty tight. But the Crusade is on a donation basis. Now, last year, it was on a sliding scale between 300 to $400 per person. So that's the meal package for about $312, I think it is, and then whatever it is for the hotel, and then three or $400 for the Crusade meeting. That's the way it was last year. However, this year it's on a donation basis because I believe that God is going to supply the money for you to come. I also believe that, who knows, maybe even one person will just call up and just just pay for the whole $100,000, which is about what we are, in other words, if we were to have 312 people, which is the, the maximum for the crusade, at three or $400 a person, it's around $100,000 for the crusade. So we're believing that you will take care of us, and we're asking you to believe Jesus, he's going to take care of you, not just finances, but sevenfold miracles. Now, let's talk briefly about sevenfold miracles, then I'll get to Revelation. So what's a sevenfold miracle? I don't know, <laughs> and neither do you, because no one in human history has ever seen sevenfold miracles. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. Day of affliction is talking about the tribulation. The Gentiles come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit, meaning that some people have chosen other gods other than Jesus, and they just didn't know better. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah, or the Lord, or Jesus. Meaning, one time, and only one time, in human history, God is going to show his hand his might. This is the time of miracles. Now, those miracles are not just from God. Those miracles are also from the devil. And I saw three unclean spirits come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. But these are the spirits of devils working miracles. These are the spirits of devils working miracles, working miracles. Okay, so devils are going to be working miracles. These are the spirits of devils working miracles going forth into the kings of the earth and to the whole world. So we're moving in a time where miracles is like the Elijah preach-off. I mean, there's going to be a great time of miracles, and the devil is going to use those miracles to deceive. But there's going to be a few years before the tribulation starts, according to the vision that Maurice Scalar had, that God is going to be calling those people's names into the kingdom whose names were written in the book of life, but they have not accepted Jesus yet. So we're about to move into a great time of miracles just before the tribulation starts, because when that first seal is opened, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. I don't know that we're going to hear that noise of thunder. I pray often that I will hear it, either with my physical or my spiritual ears, one or the other, because when that sounds, the beast is loosed from falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit. That's also the guy that's called the Antichrist. He arrives on earth, and he is the best-looking, 
the best sounding, the most logical sounding, and anybody that has not already accepted Jesus is probably going to accept him, take the mark of the beast. And if you take the mark of the beast, you do not get soul death. Now that's explained in my book, Miss the Mark. Instead, you're tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer for all eternity with no hope of escape. It's all explained in the book. Anyway, back to Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. So what he said, if they will trust an anesthetist to wake them up, if they will trust a doctor to do the surgery right, you ask them, will they trust me? If they'll trust me, then you tell them to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. Now, it's going to be March 27 through March 30. March 27 through March 30. We're going to ask everybody to fast three days, three consecutive days, Before they come, we're going to all break our fast on Passover at the Passover meal that evening at sunset when the Passover starts. Because, as you recall, Dana Coverstone was told by the angel that great things are coming on Passover. Well, Passover in 2021 is March 27th. So we have a high probability in another broadcast. I'll give you more reasons why I believe that we have a high probability of seeing sevenfold miracles coming to the earth starting March 27th of 2021. To get signed up, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. 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 At least go and read it, check it out. Check with your husband, your wife, maybe children, and bring them too. Now let's go to Revelation 18. We'll start at verse 14. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. And all things that were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. As I said yesterday, America has the very finest restaurants, the finest food, the finest clothes, the finest buildings, the finest cars, the finest, well, I started to say highways, but that's not exactly accurate anymore. But the point is, this is talking about America. The fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. All things that were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. Means, once the Russians attack and take out America, there will be no building back of this nation. Now, it's not that we can't build it back. It's that Jesus returns... Well, I'd like to say minutes later. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's probably several years later. But we won't have time to build a nation back. Verse 15. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, because we're the nation that makes all the merchants, those people own the big ships and ship things on those ships, they are the wealthy ones. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Now, See, I I didn't understand a lot of this until I memorized the book of Revelation, but when the Revelation spirit came upon me, and I think that's why I can also interpret dreams and visions so accurately, because the spirit of Revelation came on me, and asked my wife. (laughs) She got a new husband. I asked the congregation members. Ask any of them that knew me. Oh, yeah, there's a change on stand. I didn't used to be, for example, an an emotional person, and now I, I, I can't control it. Anyway, so the point is, why is it that the merchants stand back for the fear of her torment? Torment. Okay, what's the torment? Torment means pain. It means her judgment. 
It's because they see the nuclear bombs going off. They see the light. They see the fire. They see the winds. They see the nuclear fallout. And you would think normally if a nation was being attacked and there was a lot of destruction, that everybody would be running toward the destruction to help the people. No, no, not here. Not this time. Mm -mm. They stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Why? Because they know what it is. That's a nuclear weapon. You don't run into where one of those has gone off. You got 200 mile an hour wind. You got 10,000 degrees. And you also got radioactive fallout. That's the reason they stand afar off, weeping and wailing, saying, alas, alas, that great city. Now, this is not just talking about one city. It's referring to a nation. That great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the companies and ships and sailors, as many as trade by sea, stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of a burning. See, that's nuclear. Smoke of a burning saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, crying, weeping, and wailing. I mean, I can just see them in my mind's eye. I can see them on their knees, throwing dust in the air, just unbelievable torment they're in, seeing this is their whole life. They have their jobs, their families, the millions of dollars tied up in the merchandise and the ships and everything, and their whole life has just been destroyed right in front of them because of the Russians attack America. Cast dust on their heads, cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city where we made rich all that had ships in the sea by the reason of her costliness, for in one hour she made desolate. Now, that sounds like some really bad information, doesn't it? I'm going to tell you it's not. Because at this point, and I don't think we're there yet, but at this point, when this happens, America has fallen so far, it's reached the point to where there is no correcting it. Right now, if Trump can get these arrests done, and I know right now it looks like a pretty long shot and Probably in the next broadcast or two, I'm going to bring you some good news in that direction. I believe he still can. I believe they're still on target. I believe the plan is still in place. Again, I'll, I'll have to explain. It's going to take me a while to get my notes together to explain. But this is saying that there's a point to where America reaches, where it's past the point of no return. She has become so filthy that it's time to just clear off the top of the table and start over. In other words, there's no more repentance left. There's no more cleaning this nation up at this point. Again, I, I want to believe that we're not there yet. But if some million people could be arrested, these Moloch and ball worshipers and Khazarians and international bankers, these filthy, corrupt people, if they could be arrested and justice handed to them, it'll give us more time. Verse 20. This is God's point of view. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Avenged you on her? See, it's another reason it makes me think that this is not about to happen now. What does avenge mean? It means that you did something to me and I did something back. Or someone else did something to you really, really bad, and you got back at them. So this is saying that God destroys America because America kills Christians. I'll say it again. 
it's saying that God destroys America because America kills Christians. I'll read it again. It's what it's saying. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. In other words, at this point, America has fallen so low, she can't be saved anymore. So low that she went to killing Christians. Now, I know that right now they're talking about doing it. I mean, we're real close. If, if Trump cannot do massive amounts of arrest, if he can't clean this up, then this is going to be pretty close. But it's up to us. Now, you'd be saying, yeah, well, we're, we, we can come back. We can No, the very next verse answers that. There will not be a rebuilding. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and should be found no more at all. And the voice of the harpers and the musicians and the pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And O craftsman, of whatsoever craft he be, shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. In other words, this is this is just about a perfect description of a nation that is totally destroyed. That's not suitcase nukes going off here or there. That's not a little skirmish. That's a nation that is totally decimated. 23. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. Here it is. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Now, sorceries, that's saying two things. It means that the things that come out of the ground, like heroin, marijuana, and things like that, deceive the people. And that's true, too. But I think it's specifically talking about Hollywood and the girly magazines and the filthy music. We are the nation that has corrupted the rest of the nations, that is why God destroys us. Not because of the abortions. That's very, very bad. Which, by the way, that's what Moloch and Baal worshipers they do. They believe in human sacrifice and sacrificing children, so they just love that abortion stuff. Now let's go on. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that was slain upon the earth. Meaning, not only did America kill the prophets and the saints, but America was supposed to be the police officer of the world that was holding back this evil. She did not hold back this evil. So when the blood started getting shed, it was not just shed in America, but they killed Christians around the globe because there was no America standing up, holding up the rest of the nations from killing those Christians. So consequently, God holds this nation, this nation, accountable for allowing not only Christians in this nation, but Christians around the world being killed. Now, I, again, I don't think that's here yet, but it's getting close. A lot closer than I like. A couple more verses. The, it continues down into the next chapter. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power to the Lord our God. Meaning, at this point, Jesus has returned. For true and righteous are his judgments. <laughs> For he has judged the great whore. That's the Russians attacking us. Judged the great whore with the corrupt, who did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. So it was because she corrupted the world and she killed the Christians. 
And again they said, Hallelujah, for her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. Meaning, but in this next verse, it really puts it more at the marriage supper of the Lamb, which takes place on the final Pentecost, which is about four months before Jesus returns. Verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor unto him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And I'd like to continue, but we run out of time. But the point is, brothers and sisters, we got to pray, we got to pray, we got to pray. More than anything, we have to pray that this corruption, this injustice is turned to justice. And this corruption is rounded up and dealt justice in Jesus' name. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member Actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry. Prophecyclub.com. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices, I believe, are from God, given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now, you can have your very own copy. It's called God's Warnings to America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, and subscribe.